Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees with this 9 to nothing crusher have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Welcome back, Yankee fan. This is episode 58 of the Chase for 28 podcast. And I am joined once again here in the offseason by the podcast Padre. Hello, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> yes, you're here. And uh, we're in the same place at the same time. Yes, we've built a new recording studio in my dining room. Yes, we're in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> nope, that's not the button I wanted to hit. <laughs> there it <is. laughs> All right. So here we are. It is a week until Christmas. And we have signed Judge, and this week we got another Christmas present as Yankee fans. Welcome to the Bronx, Carlos Rodon. Another lefty. So what are we, what are we thinking here? Fortifies the uh, starting five pitchers that you want. Now you could alternate. You got righty, lefty, righty, lefty. But will they do that? Well, it doesn't have to be that way, but I would say Cole starts, Rodon is second. I don't know. Do you go with the other righty? I, maybe it depends on who you're playing. Do you go Severino and then Cortez? Cortez, then Severino? Does it matter? Not really. Not really. Depends on who you're playing. Is Montas number five? I hope so. I mean, Should he's got to pull his head out of his butt. I think they give him the chance. Yeah. Come on. We traded for you now. You should be healthy with your shoulder. What are your thoughts on uh, Rodon signing a six-year, $162 million deal? Well, anytime you sign someone to a contract of that length, five, six, seven years. What, I think he turned 30 last week. It's it's always, you're, you're taking a chance. Same thing. I mean, they took a chance with Judge with nine years when he turns, you know, 37, 38, 39. So Radon, now he's coming into his age 30 season. So again, I guess like Judge, you hope you get, you know, do we get four or five really good ones? You got people like... uh Scherzer and Verlander, they're going to their 39 or 40. Maybe Radon's going to do the same thing. He's had his Tommy John surgery. He's recovered the past two years. He's throwing faster than he used to pitch before the surgery. So maybe, maybe we got lightning in a bottle. Time will tell. Yeah, prior to last year, he was a career White Sox. And his final season with the White Sox is the season, I guess, would be his breakout year in 2021, where he appeared in 24 games and he went 13 and 5 with a 2.37 ERA. And then last year, he was with the Giants. He appeared in 31 games, and he went 14-8 and eight with a 2.88 ERA. Yeah. I mean, you, you end the season nowadays with an ERA under three. You got something. 
So, uh, and that was with a team that what the Giants were a five hundred team last year. Yeah. So, how many games? I mean, he had eight losses, but how many of them did he actually, you know, get knocked around? That might have been just the Giants being a five hundred team and not giving them the support. So, there's a little bit more offense on the well. Which Yankee team shows up? I guess that's going to be a little bit further on into the episode because it's still the same team on the field, the same uh, lineup. You know, what, what's who's going to be supporting them? Who's going to have a bat in their hand? That still remains to be seen. Well, the problem with that is there are still people on this team that we don't want to see with a bat in their hands or a glove out in the field on this team come opening day. Well, that's true. So it's reported almost every day, you know, Donaldson. Uh, Hicks. Well, and- here, here's the reporting that's happening every day. Yankees are not are unable to move either one of those guys currently. Well, I guess it's easy as a fan to say, "Well, why don't you just release them, let them go?" But that that doesn't happen because you you owe them the money, and I think it works that if another team picks them up, you're still paying their salary. Yeah. So I'm not going to pay uh, Hicks and Donaldson, however many millions they get, to go play for some some other team. And you know, if you cut them, somebody else is going to pick them up. I'll take them. You're paying their salary. Yeah. Um, You just try to think, you know, there's somebody out there that we can, we're not going to get anything big back. I mean, unless you start throwing in the kids for somebody of note that like, you know, we can give you the kids, but uh, by the way, uh, you're taking Aaron Hicks too, or you're taking Josh Donaldson, but you got to be getting something really big back. And that's probably one of those deals. We're never going to know about it until it happens. There'll be no... uh, no advance notice. It'll be a surprise one day. True. Also this week, uh, the Yankees lost a potential bat and glove that they would have maybe liked to have in the outfield, and that was Andrew Benintendi not signing with the Yankees, but earlier this week, he signed with the Chicago White Sox, a reported five-year, $75 million deal. Yeah, I wonder, again, do we ever find out, did the Yankees actually make him an offer? He's, what, 28? So I don't think five years was was out of the question. But again, did they make him an offer? And, you know, what was it? Again, we we won't know. They we might won't. Be- I mean, p- part of me wonders, did he, did he want to be a Yankee? Because he was hitting the baseball while he was in Kansas City, was one of the batting average leaders at the time that they acquired him. And I know he wound up getting hurt, but I don't think he came here and continued to hit. I think that was just a case of, you know, pressure how, of the pinstripes. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, how pe- how people react to pressure. I mean, he had started to come around. I mean, in the beginning, all you heard about was, oh, how 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 much he made contact, how little uh, he he struck out. And in that first week or two, when we were watching him, all of a sudden, like, oh, strike three. But then I think he he calmed down. We we remember the play. He was in Boston. I always thought he was he was good. Um, I just think it was a little bit of the nervousness that, oh, they're expecting a lot of me and he finally calmed down and then, you know, it was a fluke. He got hurt and that was that. Things happen. I'm trying to look up here. Who could they potentially trade for, sign? Um, Isn't there a lot about, uh, who was it? The, the Diamondbacks have a lot of people who I never heard of that they potentially could trade to them. I did see the Diamondbacks come up. Um. Let's see. Uh, this is from Pinstripe Alley. Arizona has loads of young talent at the outfield position. For example, uh, Corbin Carroll, looking like a young star, along with Alec Thomas, who is also a top prospect in their system. And Jake McCarthy finished fourth in NL Rookie of the Year voting. So if you're looking at guys who could potentially blossom, 
in the running for rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in players like that. Yeah, I think I think the other team was the Twins. Supposedly they have some. Can we stop getting people from the Twins? Well, how about we'll take they got us into this mess. mess. They got us into this mess. But now they 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 lost Urshela. They need a third baseman. We'll give them Donaldson back for what? One of the kids in the outfield. (laughs) (laughs) What? All right, you're saying you send them Donaldson and Hicks, and we'll take whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Technically, I mean, they might have money because the, the Twins did not sign Correa, who, hey, hey, real quick, how about that? Goes to the Giants, who I guess were just, had a money burning a hole in their pocket. Yes. What did he sign? 13 years? 13 years. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of long contracts. Him. He has signed through age 41. Yeah. And I'm sorry, he's not Derek Jeter. Yeah. Him, Turner to the Phillies, that was, that's an 11-year deal. I think years from now, you're going to look back, really San Diego fans, and think, wow, look at all the players we could have had between say 2023 and 2033 wasn't that the other rumor this week uh the padres with all the people they got now tatis to the yankees i don't know where that rumor came from it kind of intrigued me but then i remembered oh it didn't work out super great the last time we traded for a shortstop who had some steroid issues and you know that didn't really work out plus i also heard and i don't know if i mentioned this last time that all the money that san diego was potentially trying to throw around to players Fernando Tatis is the reason that players aren't going to San Diego. And when you look at the stars that they do have, these are not people who are under contract long term. That's right. Because the after this year. Within three years, San Diego might be San Diego again, like from the 80s. But, but after this year, there's the guy on their team who actually, rumor has it from his past, he wants to be a Yankee. Manny Machado. That was that was one of the articles I read this right. week. Right, I think he's got an opt out after this year. Yeah, after this year he can. In opt two out. years, Juan Soto becomes a free agent. Becomes a free agent. He hasn't signed a long term deal with San Diego. He That's just got true. traded there. It's two more years for him. Yeah, he's a free agent after twenty twenty four. Okay, so but again, it, I I just thought to think now with all the salaries you hear about this year, what's the like the total team salary going to look like for teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres? In two years, if we if we got a whole bunch of guys on our team that are making uh, over twenty five million a year, and I and it just still boggles my mind to be making that much money for the entire season. I think with Judge with his salary, uh, I said, gee, if he plays, uh, I took my little calculator out. Mm-hmm. I took his salary, divided it by his nine years, divided it by one hundred and sixty two games. If he plays every inning of every game, oh, it came, oh. I did it a week ago. I should have wrote it down. Did you wind up texting me that? I I, I might have. It, it was a ridiculous amount of money for every inning, like 25000 an inning, something like that. I think you emailed it to me. I'm sorry. Well, if you could talk, I'll take my calculator out and figure it out again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let me take this opportunity to thank a uh, supporter of the podcast, SeatGeek. And if you are looking for here in the wintertime, maybe concert tickets, maybe NBA, NHL, anything you might need to get a ticket for, check SeatGeek. Go to chasefor28.com slash SeatGeek and use our promo code chasefor28 and you can get $20 off your first purchase. And if you don't want to use it now, wait till the spring. Spring training is coming. We are less than 80 days until spring training. So thank you to SeatGeek for supporting the Chase for 28. Okay, here's your number. Judge will get $27,434.84 per inning if he plays. If he plays everything. 162 games, nine innings every game. 
Wow. And you know he's not going to play every inning of the entire contract. No, there's some innings where uh, he's not going to bat and they won't hit the ball to him. The joy of guaranteed money. Yes, that's that's true. So, yeah, in the space of that's, you know, like in the space of four innings, he's making uh, certain people I know that your yearly salary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking at their estimated. So their their estimated final payroll of 2022 as a team was $249 million. Okay. Their projected estimated payroll for 23 is 272. And that's of right now with uh, Rondon. I, I'm looking at this page to see who they're accounting for on the roster. And yes, it does. No wonder Steinbrenner wants the kids to uh, to make it. Cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper. Actually, here, here's who the Yankees have under contract right now. Judge, Cole, Rodon, Donaldson, Stanton, Rizzo, Severino, LeMahieu, Hicks, Canely, Bader, who, by the way, Bader, I think he was going to play for the Israeli national team in the World Baseball Classics, and, and he has pulled out of that. I think it's it was Israeli. So he's not going to be in the World Baseball Classic. Um, Cortez wants to be in that. Does he? Yeah, I thought I read something where Cortez wants to play for the U.S. team. Okay. I'll look it up. Uh, also under contract, uh, IKF, Peralta, Montas, Trevino, Torres, Clay Holmes, Loizaga, Herman, Litke, uh, Higgy, Cortez, Trevino, and Michael King, and Scott Efros. That's right. King was throwing near the end of the season, so he should be back for the beginning of the year. Yeah, he just had the bro- he didn't that was just like broken arm or elbow or Yeah, just a broken elbow, that's just all. Just a broken up but not like Tommy John. I know. Rub, rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> um so what else is going on in Yankee Land? Nothing. I think everything else from here on in is going to be behind the scenes. You might hear a rumor here and there, but yeah, our sources aren't communicating anything to us on nope. the inside. <laughs> no. No, I called my guy before he sent me the voicemail, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's the holiday season. Yes. And this was a spur of the moment. I didn't have time to think of a Yankee trivia. That's okay. We're, we, we well forgot it into the, uh, into the episode. <laughs> um, but being a, a more mature, i.e. older Yankee fan, let me ask you this here as we approach Christmas 2022. What is or what's an offseason that you remember that the Yankees did something, signed somebody, made a trade in the offseason that you know, maybe you were really excited for something historical. Well, after 76, they signed Jackson as a free agent from, he played one season in Baltimore. So that was, and he came in, he was going to be the, the straw that, that stirred the drink, which is what pissed off Munson. Uh, it was that one, 2009, where they signed, uh, what, Sabathia. Burnett and Teixeira. Teixeira, yep. Those are probably the biggies. But I always just, you still think like in, in recent history, like what did they do without like signing the big stars? You think of the late nineties where they, they let the kids play. You think of 2016 and 2017 where you had the baby bombers. So it was, Oh, it was our people from all minor leagues that that's what got everybody excited. So now, okay, you've signed Radone. Maybe you sign some other free agent that's out there. And the only, the only one that comes to mind is, do they take a one-year chance on Conforto? I, I think with Benintendi going to the White Sox, that's the other name of note that's out there. But again, I, I, you figure that's somebody, he'd probably want to sign a one-year deal, maybe get that player option or a club option for 24. But he's somebody who's got to prove he can do what he can do coming off injury. Yeah, he's a, 
I, I see him either signing that one year or uh, one year with a, a club option. I don't think you're going to give him a one year with his option. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's more what I meant, club option. So, um, I mean, that, that's that's a shot. I mean, somebody who's been who's been out for a year. I mean, he's still young. He had his shoulder injury. You know, does he has he recovered from that? It's it's a crapshoot. You just hope that if you if you take a chance on on him, that are you going to be better than us putting Hicks out in the outfield? I think most anybody would be better than Hicks. And on my way over here to record today, I had looked at some tweets and I saw Aaron Hicks was trending, so I got excited. Like, oh, is he on the move? And is, no, he, reti- is he retiring? No, he didn't <laughs> retire, and he hasn't been traded. Uh, but Yankee Twitter is a buzz with you know again some of the sentiment we've had in the last few episodes about there there shouldn't be a place for him on this team and they've got to find a way to move him but something that struck me that people were saying is you know it's kind of a shame and I don't necessarily agree with this but the opinion of some is it's a shame that they're the Yankees the mighty Yankees don't have an outfield prospect ready to go true and the first name that immediately popped into my mind AJ might cringe when he hears this uh Estevan Florial who Ugh. I would like to see get a shot. They, he's he's had a lot of benty coffees over the last couple of years, but even when he comes up, he hasn't been given a true what I think opportunity to play. You know, run him out there every day as a major leaguer for a month and let's see what he can do. Well, he hasn't gotten that true opportunity. That's I mean, it's a possibility. You go to spring training, you just let him play. And, oh, they let him play in spring training. I mean, let, keep, keep doing that. And then, okay. See, I think it's a case of if the team is hitting and they're winning, then you can afford to put him out there. He's either a part of all of it or, all right. You can hide him. I, I, I can hide you and maybe you'll finally re- relax after three weeks and, you know, you'll get into it. Oh, you, you now we see signs that you are who we thought you could be. But if you try to do that and the team gets off to a bad start, and you're not hitting, well, then you're gone, you know. And Here's my perspective before, let's say that's the world that we live in in, in this spring. The Yankees getting off to a, so, a slow start is not something, if he's the one who's out there playing left field, you're not going to pin it all on Floreal playing left field is why the team is off to a slow start. If they're off to a slow start, that's because other people aren't doing their job. He wouldn't be put in this lineup to carry the team. Yeah, no, no, but it, but it would be a case of you're not hiding him. People will see that and they're like, okay, we need something. You're not going to sit beta. You're not going to. Now, they could get off to a bad start and he's doing fantastic. In which case, people will be like very excited. Like, oh, yes. the rest of the team's not hitting, but look at this rookie. Yeah. And he's a born and bred center fielder. And you're like, okay, let's let's put him in center and put, put Cabrera back out there. And Cabrera, in a way, I feel a little bad for because. I think everybody that comes up from the minor leagues, I mean, granted, you want your shot. Your, your your attitude should be, I will play anywhere. Bring me up to the major league roster. I will, I'll paint the lines in the batter's box if that's what gets me to the major leagues. But you, in your heart, you want to be, I want to be a starter. I want to see my name in the lineup every day. So I wonder, he probably is thrilled, but Oh, to be told, well, we rather think, you know, you're, you're the emergency, um, you know, we'll spot start you. You know, you play left field, like last year, you play left field, you play right field, you could play third, you could play short, you could play second, you know, we'll just put you all over, you know, just about every day you should see yourself someplace. But again, you're not a starter. And 
in his mind, you know, could he be thinking like, gee, I hope they don't get a left fielder and they're just putting me out there. I'll show them it's, it's my job. I could do that. See, now that's not where I thought you were going to go with what you said. I thought you were going to speak more to how maybe he wasn't bred to be an outfielder and he might want his shot to play a third base, a second base and, and play the infield. Um, but um, credit to him for coming up and again, be willing to do whatever yeah. they asked him to do. And I think he played the outfield. Well, he played right field. He played admirably. Fine. He has an army. I wouldn't have a problem yeah. if he was the opening day left fielder. Yeah, and I'm sure. Or Floreal is the fourth outfielder. I mean, this is all predicated on you get rid of Aaron Hicks and like you can start to slot some of these other guys in. Yeah, if you don't sign anybody and, and you can get rid of Hicks, then I think you got a good shot at being like, okay, spring training, what are we going to do? Floreal, Cabrera, maybe there is some other kid down there that we, that we, that we don't know about yet. Again, time will tell. Time like I, said, will tell. I, I think if, if something happens, it's going to be a surprise. I don't think we're going to have any forewarning about it. All of a sudden, we're going to just get the, the, the tweets and MLB is going to report, boom, here's what happened in Yankee land. You get your little synopsis email from Brian Hoke. Yep. <laughs> um, Glaber Torres, let's, let's finish this episode with a little Glaber chat. Do you want him on the team next year? Should they trade him? Is he somebody who is a valuable trade commodity in your opinion. What do you think? What can I get for him? What are we I'm, looking for? Are I'm, we going more pitching, bullpen, outfield? Is he? I think, no, I think if if you're going to trade him, then you want a bat. I can't trade him and get more pitching because what little offense I've got, he's part of it. I just can't erase his name from the lineup card and say, all right, oh, we got this right-handed or left-handed pitcher. You trade him, you need some kind of bat back in the lineup that, in theory, is going to give you more than what he gave you. And the, the problem is, he's if he's staying on the Yankees, he's just got to realize, hit the ball up the middle, hit the ball the other way, he's going to hit his 25 home runs. Stop trying to pull everything and hit the ball 400 feet. Go with it straight away down the line. He could easily, I think in my mind, he's proven he does that. He's a 275 hitter minimum and he'll hit his 25 home runs. He'll get his RBIs. He'll be on base. He plays a good second base. I got no problem with him if he realizes that's the kind of player I got to be. That's the kind of player that could be batting second in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as we're talking about him here, today is the 18th or 17th? It is the 17th. 17th. Happy belated birthday to Glaber Torres, who turned 26 years old on December 13th. Oh, okay. On that day in 1996. Cumpleaños. Yeah. Feliz cumpleaños, Glaber Torres. Uh, let's see. Here he is. Five years in the majors, all-star in 18 and 19. Uh, he has logged 576 career at-bats, which is weird. That's not right. No. Oh, no. oh, sorry. 576 games. Oh, <laughs> um, and he has out. he has over 2000 at bats. There you go. That sounded better. Here's his career averages after five years. All right. Um, averaging 590 at bats a season, averaging 82 runs, 156 hits, 28 doubles, a triple. And he's averaging 28 home runs a year. 87 RBIs. That's learn. How, just bat him second. Yeah. Like, well, OK, so. Bader leading off, Torres batting second, Judge batting third, Rizzo or Stanton flip flop them. Right, fourth and fifth sounds good to me. 
<laughs> oh, what about DJ LeMayhew? <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, like, we got to like <laughs> – again, again, when you look at it like we that – We got these weird pieces that – do they all fit into the puzzle? If people are doing what we think they should be doing, these are good problems to have. But again, I said last season – I can't pick on Joey Gallo, who I told you signed, just signed this contract. He signed with the Twins? Signed with the Twins. Good for him. I never, I'll just pick on Donaldson. I never saw anybody in the major leagues except the pitcher swing and miss at so many balls. Not even fouling it off. Fastballs right down the middle. They Wait, you're talking about re- Gallo or Donaldson? Yes, <laughs> Donaldson. But no, the two of them. When they were on the I never saw anybody swing and miss so much like a fastball right down the middle they show you on the replay and you wonder like wait a minute does he have a hole in his bat how did he not even get a piece of that i i don't know was it an when when you're 30 now he's gonna be what 37 this coming year he still plays a good third base plays the defense he played a really good third base this year played the defense he's got the arm but he's 37 but again it's the, the the batting just wasn't there, and I do know for a fact what was there. There was two two balls he hit, one in the playoffs and one during the season, off the top of the right field wall, where he got a single on one because he was in his home run trot, and he got thrown out at second on the other one because he hit the top of the wall a quarter of an inch too close to home plate. Yeah, not for nothing. He's not a hit for average guy, right? Last year he batted two twenty two, and then I'll go back a few years two forty seven, two twenty two in twenty twenty. Uh, 259 with the Atlanta Braves in 2019, 280 with Cleveland. That was only in 50 games. I don't count that. Uh, 234, 270, 284. His best season average-wise was in 2013 with the A's where he batted 301. Those days ago. That was probably his MVP year. I don't know. I don't No, MVP was when he was with uh, Toronto. Toronto. But again, from, from what I saw last year, I'll take 250. I just don't know if he can do that anymore. And at age 37? The game might be passing him by. Might be. I'm sh- I'm sure the Yankee brass, if they got to have him at third base this year, and they knew they had a crystal ball and like, oh, look, he's going to bat 250 and he's going to hit 20 home runs. They'll take it based on what he did last year. But again, there's them uh, two young men down in the minor leagues that like to play shortstop. I'm sure one of them, like I said before, hey, to get to the major leagues, all right, you've been playing short to make the team. Would you be willing to play third base? Yes. Yes, sir. May I have another? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we shall see. All right. So this is probably our last episode for 2022, and we will be back in January as we start to literally and figuratively turn the calendar over and start to really turn our attention toward 2023. Spring training will be here before you know it, which is always exciting, right? Right. Right. What is it? Probably... Valentine's Day. It's like two months from today. Yeah. Very exciting. And uh, the journey towards the chase for 28 will roll on. Well, this is fun to be here live in the dining room. (laughs) We're not feeding you. Darn. Oh, well. I'm going home with some cookies, though. All right. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. It has been a pleasure to be here with the podcast Padre. No appearance from the pod mom. I don't know what she's doing. She's watching the little ones. There you go. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can go to chasefor28.com slash merch. 
and you can pick up a couple of designs we got going. Sold a bunch of Darth Vader shirts this week, so if you're listening and you are buying those shirts, thank you very much. That helps us uh, offset some of the cost of doing this, and if you want to show your support and give back to the show, that's one way to do it. You can also go to chasefor28.com slash legend, and also, we want to hear from you. Send us a voicemail. Go to our website, chasefor28.com. Send us a voicemail, or also be sure to connect with us on Twitter. We are at chasefor28pod. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry New Year. And we will see you in January. Happy holidays, podcast Padre. Happy holidays to everybody. We'll see you next time. Go Yanks!